Uh, right now, in this season, what do you see? You know, the pictures of Christmas and the sights and the sounds and the smells, they're all around us, right? And so maybe you have caught some of those holiday specials on TV. Maybe you've watched uh, some of those Hallmark movies that bring all of the, the fun and the joy of Christmas into your life. That, that Christmas spirit that people talk about, right? Mistletoe and hot cocoa and gentle snow and, and all those good things that surround Christmas time. Maybe you watch some of those, those classic films that after some kind of adversity, they, they bring everyone back together again to, to celebrate, to enjoy the, the season, enjoy Christmas, right? The McAllister family learns that they actually do like each other, that they all want to be together, and that being home alone, well, that's not as fun as it might sound. And George Bailey discovers that he is loved by those who surround him, that he would be dearly missed. And it all ends with singing together, the whole community. The Grinch, stubborn hearts, hard feelings towards Christmas. They're overcome by love and emotion, and his heart grows. Now, those are the sights of Christmas, right? Or, or maybe as you're driving around your neighborhoods, you see all the lights. The lights on the houses, um, the brightness that they bring into a dark night sky. And you see the, those inflatables up in the yards or the, uh, the sleighs on the top of the roofs. Uh, maybe you like the, the more like musical specials or entertainment that's around and about. Or hearing the, the Christmas songs that are being played on the radio. And that brings Christmas into your mind. What do you see right now? You maybe even see those smiles. Even on holiday shoppers. Even as they knock you out of the way to get to the next item, right? But they're smiling. They're happy. What have you seen in this Christmas season. Oh, imagine you enjoy all those sights and the expressions of Christmas, but what if you saw this? Four great beasts who came up out of the sea. The first was like a lion and it had the wings of an eagle. Its wings were torn off and then it stood on two feet like a human being. And a second beast like a bear, it had three ribs in its mouth between its teeth. And it was told, get up and eat your fill of flesh. And after that, another beast, like a leopard. On its back, it had four wings like those of a bird. And this beast had four heads. And it was given authority to rule. And after that, a fourth beast, terrifying and frightening and very powerful. It had large iron teeth. And it crushed and devoured its victims and trampled the underfoot whoever was left. It had ten horns. And then another horn, a little one, which came up among them. And three of the first horns were uprooted. And this horn had eyes like the eyes of a human being and a mouth that spoke boastfully. Not quite what you expected the week before Christmas. 
you imagine if you had uh, some giant inflatables of those things sitting on your yard? Perched on top of your roof? Yeah, that'll show my neighbor with Rudolph and Frosty and the Grinch, right? I got this four-headed leopard with wings. Maybe not what we expect to see. Doesn't quite fit that jingle bell, mistletoe, softly falling snow type feeling of Christmas time. And the glow of lights reflecting off of those types of things might not be so merry, might be a little bit more terrifying and frightening. But that's what Daniel saw. If you looked in Daniel chapter 7, he looked at the verses that come right before what we have printed for you in the worship folder. That's, that's what he saw. These four beasts that seem so frightening and terrifying. And yet those images, I think they better help us understand the world that we see when we haven't covered it over with Christmas lights and tinsel and ornaments, holiday specials and fun family films. And you ever get that sense that we kind of we put this band-aid on reality when we get to the Christmas season? You know, we, we love to focus on all, all the fun and all the joy and, and everything else, but What happens four or five weeks from now when all the lights come down and all the gifts have been unwrapped and you put your tree away and your ornaments and life goes on? Do we enjoy that opportunity to put up all of our decorations because it can kind of help to to cover over the, the hurts and the pains and the sorrow and the sadness that is often present in our lives. And maybe for some of you, that's exactly why this season actually frustrates you and angers you because maybe you don't get to experience that joy that you see all around. Maybe the sights and the sounds and smells of Christmas, they can't cover that up for you. There's too much pain. You can't escape the reality that you actually see and experience. And so maybe this interesting, unexpected, terrifying vision from Daniel, maybe it helps us to understand some things about our world. Daniel didn't just see these beasts, he also experienced them. Daniel was among those Jewish people who had been taken from their homeland, he and and several of his friends, they were the brightest and the best that Israel had to offer. And so when the Babylonians took them over, they said, we're going to take these guys and we're going to train them, we're going to invest in them so that they can help us. And so yes, Daniel and his friends, you know, they they were treated well. They were invested in, they were taught and instructed and they learned, but They were not free. Those close friends of his, uh, they were thrown in a fiery furnace because of their convictions and their refusal to bow down and and worship a man. 
And then Daniel himself, even though he proved himself to be wise and prudent, a good leader, faithful, loyal, well, he was targeted because of his religious beliefs, because of his exemplary, godly life, the consistency with which he practiced his faith and and prayed to his God and his God alone and refused to worship anyone or anything else. And so for that, he spent a night with lions, rescued by the very hand of God, the, the angel of God who protected him through that night. And while in a position of of honor, a high position in in not only one government, but actually two different governments. He was forced to watch on as articles from the temple of his God were turned into trinkets, uh, were used by those leaders and those rulers to, to drink to excess. Daniel, even as he gave a personal witness to the goodness and the power and majesty of the Lord, he also saw the influence of evil in this world. And especially the influence of evil in government and leaders. And so I don't know that Daniel would have too much hope in earthly leaders He saw how the worldly powers at his time, time and time again, they pushed their own agendas. They fought against the will of the Lord. And it resulted in violence, fear, terror, conquest, and war. That's why those beasts that I described to you before, that's what they represented. Uh, The lion whose wings were torn off, that most likely refers to the Babylonian Empire. They were the ones who destroyed Jerusalem, carried off God's people into captivity. The next one, the bear, was the Persian Empire that then took over after them, the power that was in control. When Daniel had this vision, that leopard with four heads was the Greeks who conquered the known world fast and furious under Alexander the Great, and then his kingdom was divided into four parts. And that fourth beast, the the terrifying one with the teeth of iron, the Roman Empire, that came after them. And all of these different world powers, they they rose in power and authority, and and they took over lands, and, and then they fell. And in between was conquest and war and oppression and suffering. Fear and terror that was witnessed. Lives that were lost. Families torn. Memories scarred. And it happens still today. In our world, we still see those things, and all the tinsel and all the wrappings of our Christmas celebrations, they really can't completely allow us to escape that. We're seeing it right now in different parts of our world. 
You see these beasts too. You see the influence of evil in our world and our governments because modern leaders, they too push against God's will. They push their own agendas. They rule to their own advantage. Dictators and corrupt officials who will oppress even their own people for their personal gain. Wars that are waged against another country. A rival tribe. An ethnicity that I just don't like. Because of hate. Because of the unquenchable need for more, for power, for control. And yes, we even see the influence of evil in America. And it doesn't matter which political party is in the Oval Office or controls Congress. The influence of evil on our leaders, it affects them too. And we witness it and we experience it. And I know some of you are going to gasp when I say this. You might think I'm being unpatriotic. I assure you I'm not. I'm so grateful and thankful for all the blessings that God has given us in our country. But there is no guarantee from God that America will not someday fall and crumble. And maybe seeing the influence of evil in our earthly leaders and governments, maybe that helps to remind us that we shouldn't put all of our faith and trust in them, but we should look for a better ruler, a better king. When God allowed Daniel to see these things, he allowed him to see how the evil that is in earthly governments is terrifying, but God also allowed Daniel to see something else. God allowed Daniel to see him, and God allowed Daniel to see Jesus, the true king that we need. So in Daniel chapter 7, verse 9, this vision that he had continued with a much better sight. And Daniel writes there, As I looked, thrones were set in place, and the Ancient of Days took his seat. His clothing was as white as snow, the hair of his head was white like wool, his throne was flaming with fire, and its wheels were all ablaze. A river of fire was flowing, coming out from before him. Thousands upon thousands attended him. Ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The court was seated and the books were open. Now after Daniel had seen all these earthly empires described by those pictures, those beasts, now he saw the very thrones of heaven. And Daniel uses this this powerful name for God when he calls him the, the Ancient of Days. The one who has existed since before time itself was. The one who created this whole world and everything in it. The one who by his will and only by his will allows earthly leaders to take their position and to wield authority. Because such authority belongs to him before all others. And he sits on this throne. He rules the entire universe. His clothing, white as snow, flaming with fire because he is perfect and absolute in his holiness and his majesty 
awesome and terrifying. And whatever misjustices, whatever oppressions or wrongs that we witness, it will be righted when he comes to judge the living and the dead. And that would be another terrifying sight, what David saw, what Daniel saw here. But it holds no terror for you or me or for Daniel because you also get to see what Daniel sees next, a son of man. And so as he continues his vision, he reminds us, he says, in my vision at night I looked and there before me was one like a son of man. Coming with the clouds of heaven, he approached the Ancient of Days and was led into his presence. He was given authority, glory, and sovereign power. All nations and peoples of every language worshipped him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away, and his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. Uh, this one that Daniel saw, he looked human, but he was special and significant. Led into the very presence of the Ancient of Days, God Almighty, and he has been entrusted with this power, this sovereign authority over all things, every nation on the earth, and I want you to see Jesus. I see Jesus here the King of all kings. See Jesus as the one who rules for your eternal good without the influence of evil on his heart or his life. See Jesus because he rules with justice, with love, and with peace. And Jesus is so unlike our earthly kings and presidents and governors those who rule to their own advantage and for their own agendas. Jesus' agenda is always your eternal good. He's so unlike our earthly politicians who are constantly seeking the next office, the next position, the, the higher level, more power. And that Jesus, God himself, who wields all this authority, chose to humble himself, to give it all up, to come to this world, to be born as a baby, helpless at the mercy of others. No, Jesus, this, the ancient of days, whose birth ought to have been celebrated by thousands and thousands in joyful anticipation, gathering around he settled for the nighttime praise of angels and shepherds. And Jesus came to this world and he allowed himself to experience the influence of evil in earthly governments. When a baby, his family was forced to flee to escape a, a murderous tyrant. And then as he grew up, the influence of evil in, in the high priest, the, the leaders of God's own people who wanted to get rid of him, who thrust him before that governor who compromised on his own 
integrity just so he could maintain order and control and commanded the execution of an innocent man. The execution that would take place on a cross. And so Jesus, the King of all kings, who ought to be enthroned in glory and might and power, he was hoisted onto that cross with a crown of thorns upon his head. That's Jesus. But then Jesus, our King of kings, he reclaimed his life from the clutches of death. And after his resurrection, he ascended to his throne, this throne that Daniel saw. And Jesus does rule with all authority and power and might. And the kingdom that he builds through his gospel message of peace is a kingdom that will endure forever. His kingdom that's proclaimed through his humble death, announced by those angels in the night sky, pondered and celebrated by Mary and Joseph, worshipped and welcomed by the kings from the east that is witnessed to by his disciples and their followers after them that we also witness and we celebrate in the church. It has gone through the rising and falling of many kingdoms in this world, but Jesus' kingdom lasts forever. His dominion is eternal, everlasting, and will never be destroyed. God himself gives us the guarantee and the promise that Jesus' kingdom will last forever. And so when this world is dark, and when you see the influence of evil on our, wor- on our world, on our leaders, also remember to look and see Jesus, the king of all kings, the one given absolute authority and power, and worship him. And as you celebrate him this Christmas, understand that Jesus is.